This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we will be speaking with Brendan Carroll from the VCE Drama and Theatre Studies Network as we talk through the Assessor's Report for the 2019 VCE Theatre Studies Written Exam. The VCE Assessor's Report can be found at the VCAA website. There's also a link to it in the description of this episode. Please note, this episode is not authorised by the VCAA. This is two passionate drama teachers trying to help out students and teachers around the state. Without any further ado, from Peninsula Grammar, we welcome Brendan Carroll to the Aside Podcast. Brendan Carroll, welcome. G'day, g'day. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we, were, we were able to talk through the exam earlier in the year, and we recently re-released those episodes for people that want to listen to them again. But today we're talking through the report. Yeah, absolutely my pleasure to be here. And I think it's really important to say that we're actually not going to be, we're going to read through the report, not the actual exam, although we will tell you what the questions were. But we're not going to give you um, example answers. Um, if you want to hear some example answers that we might write ourselves, um, then listen to those past podcasts that we've made on, on theatre studies. But uh, this is just talking about some of the learning that we can um, garner from the written exam report for this year. And the exam report is really detailed. And as we make our way through it, I think it makes sense for you to have it open in front of you. There'll be a link to that in the description of this episode. And you might also want to have the, the written exam open as well for theatre studies, just so you understand what question we're talking about, how much space you've got, and the kind of options you had as well. Should we get to it? Yeah, I was going to say you could even pause the, um, the podcast, read the, read the exam thing, read the question, then press play and listen to us as we speed our way through it. But let's get to it, shall we? Awesome. And we're going to start with the general comments, which we may read verbatim, although the rest we're going to be paraphrasing. I think, uh, you know, as, as I always say, this is the most important thing. If you can't be bothered reading the whole, the whole examination report, this is the most important thing you should read. So the first thing, which is super important, says read the script for the prescribed play, the unit three playlist and memorize appropriate quotes. It's obviously very important that you have read the script for unit, the unit three playlist and that you actually know the script inside out, including dialogue and stage directions. It's a requirement because this is essentially a page to stage unit. It requires that you have read the script and you're able to quote from the script as well. So that requires a bit of memorization. Mm -hmm. And then on that, you want to review specific moments from the unit three and unit four plays in performance and practice writing about them in detail. So reflect back on the works. Some of you may be even lucky enough to watch them again. Some theatre companies are re-releasing the videos um, for students to be able to watch them. Uh, mm. Or perhaps you can go back to the notes you took or you can ask for the sack that you wrote on um, in Unit 3 and Unit 4 to see if it can help jog your memory. Uh, give the detail and do some writing. That's right. I think good note-taking is essential in Unit 3 to, so you can look back at it because it's been such a long time since you saw these shows. Some people pre-COVID, and that feels like, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah, and then actually on this, to review the next dot point, to review the nature and function of production roles within the three stages of the production process, there is a sensational document on the Vichy Drama and Theatre Studies Drive uh, that I located a few weeks ago uh, that has been on there for a long time. A whole list of very specific tasks uh, that, that different production roles have uh, throughout the stages of the production process. Mm. So the, the development, uh, the 
Uh, you can somehow I've forgotten them. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, all the area, all the stages of the production area, the development, the planning, and the presentation stage. Yeah, this this document that we're talking about is absolutely phenomenal. It goes through every single task for every single production role that you can do across every single stage. Um, so if you want it, it's going to be in the description for this um, podcast. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Why don't, uh, am I allowed to put it there? I have to ask you permission to put it there as long as you're, you're allowing me to put it there. Yeah, I'm allowing you to put it there. Definitely. Oh, great. Done. It will be, it will be in the description of this episode. It needs to be shared, especially if you're a theater studies student. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So then you'll understand what the roles would be in the several stages. And then we develop a strong working knowledge of tasks and exercises relevant to the three stages of the production in two different production roles. And this document will help with that as well. Certainly. Yeah. Um, then, of course, practice applying production roles, elements of theatre composition, theatre styles, and context to interpret previous unseen scripts. So they're actually requiring you to practice, you know, applying all of these elements to unseen scripts. Your teacher might have a whole bunch of, uh, of practice exams from, uh, or practice sacks that they've written or practice exams from previous years where you can practice this on unseen scripts because that's one of the talents is you have to take a script that you've never seen before in the exam and apply elements of theatre composition into your design, um, theatre styles, um, and uh, and context. Context, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The last one. Yeah. And then, as we we've suggested, every episode is to develop a terminology terminology bank of language to describe the nature and function of production roles. So you want to be able to talk about uh, why production roles exist in this case, uh, what they're reason or a role within a production is and then being able to describe them in detail creatively knowing how to describe lighting as opposed to describing costuming that's right and i almost think this is one of the most important things you can do to prepare for the exam is you know if you're working it you, you know you're going to write about lighting for example then have your terminology ready to go you know if you rather than saying the lights you should be able to say a parkan a profile a fresnel you should know the different names of the the led um, and then rather than saying it will shine a spotlight, you know, you should be able to say, you know, you should be able to talk about like shape, color, intensity, focus, direction, position, and know all that terminology. Um, so that when you are talking about lighting, you're talking about, you're talking about with confidence and not like someone that just decided to write about lighting on the day of the exam. Yeah, and draw on the knowledge that you developed while you were working in these production areas, production roles, um, on your performance at the start of the year and while watching them live as well. Uh, And next one asks you to have evaluative language in the bank. So to have a whole list of evaluative terminology. And here is a list uh, that we will also copy and paste into the, into the description below, but successful evaluative terminology. This was from a brainstorm with Amanda Sykes year 12 class at Eltham college uh, last year. So successful evaluative terminology, clearly subtly controlled, dynamically focused, skillfully, beautifully, poignantly, excellent, successfully, effectively, fluently, uh, engaging, well-paced, well-controlled, lyrical, evocative, high-end, believable, well-researched, expertly timed, those are just a few. And then unsuccessful terminology might sound like awkward, broad, broke the suspension of disbelief, careless, clunky, confusing, decontextualized. It was disjointed or distracting, uh, flat, jarring, labored, lackluster, monotonous. It was poorly timed, overstated, tedious, uh, too presentational, unclear, underworked, underdeveloped. These are some words uh, that may help you. And once again, we'll copy them into the description of this episode. 
Now, the last one is so important. It says, review the difference between acting and directing. Um, this is something I come across all the time as a teacher is that students write about directors just like they would write about actors when they're very, very different things. So as an actor, you might talk about how you would use, you know, um, you know, your acting skills, like your facial expression, your body language, your gestures to interpret characters. So maybe in, a, in an answer to a question, you would say, you know, I would nervously gaze around the room, my eyes darting, I would um, fidget with my fingers, um, my, in terms of a Laban effort, I would walk as a glide, you know, so that's you talking as an actor. Whereas a lot of students make the mistake of talking about a director the same way they would talk about an actor saying, I would direct the actor to, and they just talk about acting, right? But um, a director, their sole job isn't to tell actors how to act. Their job is to help actors understand their characters and understand their motivations. So as a director, you should be talking about how you help actors understand those roles. So um, for example, I'll give you an example for this. Um, if you're a director, you might say, you know, in help, uh, to help the character understand the, the savageness that they need to have, um, we would look at, you know, videos of sharks and other animals that are savage. And we would walk about the room in a manner that was circling and intimidating, um, snapping on certain movements. Um, so that's a great way for a, a director to help an actor understand their role. It's not just telling them how to act or where to stand. It's much more complex than that. It is. And the rest of this document is also complex. So uh, as we make our way through the questions, remember to have the exam on hand. So we're not going to be uh, reading things out verbatim That's here. Right. We're going to be going very fast as sort of paraphrasing our way through it. And let's jump to section A, question 1A. The All question right. tested students' ability to find the dramatic potential in previously unseen material, apply dramaturgy, and show how work within a selected production role could convey context. Great. So in this question, you had to um, talk about the planning stage and how your, um, your production role could be informed by one or more of the research images in the dramaturgy provided. So it's really important that this, you know what to do during the planning stage for your, um, for your production role. So uh, planning could constitute perhaps research, perhaps script annotations, um, perhaps like dramaturgy into the world of the play, into the playwright. So these are these are things that you can be doing as a as a designer during your research stage. Even like you know making and mocking up drawings and sketches and concepts based on that dramaturgical research as well can all form part of the planning stage. And low scoring responses are ones that didn't actually talk about the context, uh, and they also made uh, reference to the work without actually selecting a specific production role. So these are generic responses yeah. or general. Be specific, I think, is the takeaway from that. Be very mm -hmm. specific. Um, question two is one, quite a long one, one B. Oh, one B. Sorry, so That's continuation. Right. That's right. So one B essentially uh, it gives you a it gives you a script and then it gives you um, conventions associated with chorus from Greek theatre. So it tells you about the chorus. Um, then it gives you obviously the chorus's speech and then again during the planning stage, you're still in the same stage. Um, you had to talk about your work in your selected production role could create a concept for the chorus's speech. And you had to refer to the script, you had to refer to the conventions and the element of cohesion. I think it's really important to take away that you could be asked about any element of theatre composition, cohesion, contrast, motion, emphasis, rhythm or variation. You need to know them all in great detail um, and be able to talk about them confidently. Um, cohesion is what you have to talk about here. Cohesion and the balance, and unity of many different, um, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, aspects. I find that my students often mistakenly think that cohesion just means when things work properly, okay? Cohesive just doesn't mean successive, it means um, successful, it means things are working in balance and in harmony together. Yeah, so that means things that could be jarring or dangerous or out of place could be cohesive because the whole thing is set in a in a dump. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so it's made from found objects, and yeah, that's cohesive because it's consistent. Yeah. So you'll see here that um that some of the uh, higher scoring responses were able to show how specific dialogue or specific stage directions um, would inform the work within the selective production role. So actually, like referring to specific um, actual elements in the script. So whether you um you know, whether you highlight it and say refer back to the other page or whether you actually write the, um, the specific piece of dialogue or stage direction in your answer. Just remembering to actually say from this stage direction, I would, da, 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 or from this specific piece of dialogue, um, there I could possibly research into da, 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 da. Great. And then low scoring responses didn't do those things. So they, they didn't actually mention conventions of Greek theatre. They didn't bring Greek theatre into it at all. And they showed little understanding of how the work within their production role would actually interpret, could interpret a script. So you, you have to make sure that you're actually answering the question. Exactly. Now, part C um, goes on to give you some production aims. And there's five there. I won't read them out. But there's five. And you have to um, refer to one of them. Um, you also have to refer to a, uh, a script excerpt as well. Um, so back to the script. Um, you also have to talk about one or more exercises used in the development stage. And so what I want to say here is really important. And that is the development stage is not just rehearsing and practicing. It's trialing and experimenting. And people forget that all the time. Trialing, testing things, experimenting, seeing if things work. So if you're working as a designer or a director, um, you need to be trialing and testing things. Um, and you need to have a knowledge of like, if I'm a makeup designer, how do I trial and test makeup designs? You know, you need to see your makeup designs under light. You need to see um, how they look from very far away and very close up. There's so many different tests that you have to do. Um, so you should write down a list of all the different ways you can test in your production role. Great. And that's a great word to use, trialing and testing. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Uh, uh, great. And then low scoring responses tend to describe how production work could convey a production aim, but without articulating the process of explanation that occurs during the development. So you actually have to understand that changes occur, trialing and experiment, experimentation that was just discussed uh, does occur. Exactly. The last part of the question was to talk about how you collaborate, how you could collaborate with another production role. So if you are, you know, let's just say again, you're a costume and makeup designer, you should write a list of how does a costume and makeup designer collaborate with, with actors, with directors, with lighting designers, and have a good list of um, where you cross over. Think back to your, you know, your, the play you did um, in class for 3.1, if you've got a chance to do one this year, and think about where you collaborated with other production roles and other people in your class. Talk about it. Talk about the vision with the director. Talk about uh, with the actor about their movement and can, does it fit them and does it work with them. Well, this is collaborative. It's not just a one way street. Exactly. And one one D. You've got the question in front of you. Yeah. Quite, question one D was um, during the presentation stage. Now, so this is a continuation of the same question. Obviously, um, during the presentation stage, how could your work in your selected production role apply the element of contrast um, when the new ruler Creon enters? at the end of the chorus's speech. And while doing that, you had to talk about um, how your work during the um, bump in or the tech dress rehearsals could contribute to um, refining this moment. 
um, and also how you can use theater technologies. So I think it's important to first go over that the, the, the production season or, or the, um, the presentation stage um, goes from bump in to bump out and that includes tech and dress rehearsals as well. It's not just the performance um, side. And this question very specifically asks you about bumping in and tech rehearsals. And then you have to use also theater technologies to help evaluate your work. Um, you know, it says here that low scoring responses made reference to how theater technologies could enhance production work, but not evaluate the effects. So, you know, talking about how lighting could enhance a moment is actually not evaluating how it could enhance your work. So perhaps using like a camcorder to record your, your, your work as a director and then reviewing it later and uploading it onto a collaborative space on the internet, that is a great way of evaluating your work using production technologies. And also just one more thing is remembering that technologies, are anything mechanical, digital or electrical um, that you can use if you're wondering what the technologies are. And then 1E brought up the idea of safe and ethical work practices. Now you and I did a podcast about this a while ago, a few, a few months ago, yeah. uh, we have a bunch of different examples of safe and ethical work practices. And that, and that might be worth listening to if you, if you haven't done that yet. And if you still have the list, perhaps maybe you could have the list available for students to download in this podcast. Absolutely. I'll put it in the comments of this episode. Or why don't I put a link to the, to the other episode you can listen to because it's yeah, on that idea. You can see most students actually did really well here, 2.5 out of 3. Um, and they've given you lots of examples that you can read over um, in the assessor's report. We're not going to read them, but they're there. And I think they're really worth reading as well. Um, but it says essentially high scoring responses um, identified potential risks relevant to the production role and um, during the presentation stage and how to minimize those risks or to avoid them. So you're talking about risk mitigation here. How, you know, what are the risks that you have to look out for in your production role and how can you mitigate them? How can you avoid them? And some uh, low scoring responses didn't actually refer to the burial at Thebes at all or the script that they were given. They just referred to generic ways. Uh, they didn't actually link it to the production of the burial at Thebes. So important to keep linking it back yeah. in this case. And then we, before, we, yeah, go for before it. we go into question two is that the, the exam then gives you some space for illustrations and diagrams. Um, you can, that's, this is the thing that people forget. You can draw and you can um, conceptualize and, and diagrams. Um, you can do this in this exam, but if you do do it, just make sure you annotate those and clearly label them, clearly label what question it pertains to and then um, clearly label why you're drawing it. No point drawing something if you're not saying why. Right, excellent. Uh, the next question 2A, the next part of this exam, uh, and this question tested students' ability to find the dramatic potential in a previously unseen script and work within a production role to convey a character's objective and motivation. So those are gonna be important words for you to understand. What does the character want? What, how are they gonna go about doing it? That's right. And, um, and also you're swapping production roles here. So you should know heading into this exam that you need to be an expert. And I mean the word expert, literally, you need to know as much as you can about two production roles. So you can talk about both because you will be asked about two production roles and you will have to change halfway. Most, well, most likely, uh, you know, that's what's happened every other exam. Great. High scoring responses made reference to dialogue or stage directions from two different places in the script. That's good to know. And they explained clearly how these specific aspects could inform work within the production role. So how the objective and motivation could be conveyed through the production work. Important that you keep coming back to that. Mm. What's my objective and how is that being created through my production role? Whereas low scoring responses made limited reference to the language of the script or did not explain how the production role could signpost the, the impending tragedy 
So you've got to be really specific to what the question is asking you to do. Um, and it, in fact, they go on to say this might, they might have referred to a reasonable idea, but needed to provide a more specific description of the work. I think that is the main thing that students struggle with is being specific, having detailed examples that don't just waft off into generalized thoughts and ideas, but actually say, this is literally what would what I'm going to do. And it seems it would be better if you don't have ideas to take a breath, to take a moment, to turn the exam over, to do a brainstorm, have a think and then get back to it. Rather than just writing, it seems like they would prefer to hear a specific example of something clear than a general example of some, of an idea that you don't quite have yet. Uh, great. To uh, be or not to be, I can't believe uh, we missed that one. There we go. Question to be. I'm a teacher joke. No, sorry about that. Yes. Um, to uh, be, um, which is the, the second part the, of the same question. Yeah, the question tested students' ability to find the dramatic potential in an unseen script, to work within a production role to achieve a production aim, and to show how an interpretation of a monologue might convey ideas about the wider script. So in this moment, you ask how your work in the selected production role um, could interpret the, pre the presentation of Creon's monologue to foreshadow the play's tragedy. So you're essentially, you're given a monologue of Creon, uh, but you know there is a tragedy coming up. So how can you foreshadow that tragedy by using you know, costume, if you're talking about costume, lighting, if you're talking about lighting, and you have to have a really specific idea and describe it in great detail. Here's me using that word specific again. I think that's the thing I say the most in exam revision is specific, specific, specific. Try to say that 10 times fast. Um, so here, there are some great responses here about how you could foreshadow a... Um, a, a tragedy through colour and through costume and through the way someone says something, or if you're a director, the way the, the, way the, um, the chorus reacts to the words being said, um, the way they cover their ears and cower at the thought of what might be coming. You know, there's, there's some really great examples here. Definitely read them. Yeah, and low scoring responses made limited reference to the language of the script or did not explain how the production work would signpost the impending tragedy, the idea of foreshadowing. Uh, they might have referred to a reasonable idea, but needed to provide more specific description of the work within their production role and use that important word, the theatrical terminology. To be an expert, you want to know how to describe this production area. You want to know it inside out. Exactly. And some Shall more great responses to read, of course. Yeah, yeah. Shall we go to question B? Or section, section B, absolutely. Uh, and question 1A, the, the question tested students' ability to explain decisions by theatre practitioners to interpret a written script from Unit 3, to analyse how an element of theatre composition was used in the Unit 3 playlisted show, and to analyse work, uh, work by production roles other than directors and actors. Right, so it's important to remember that you had to refer to specific aspects of the written script, meaning what we said before, you have to have read the script and be able to memorise aspects of it, dialogue or stage directions or otherwise, and specific moments from the play in performance as well. It's a great idea if you went and saw you know, a play this year, if you were lucky to get away to see it, that you review that play over and over again, you read the prompt pack, if there was a prompt pack made by um, the theatre company, and you reread re over all those things before you attempt this section of the exam. And they really wanted the students, the high scoring students to have excellent understanding of the written script. So they had, they were providing quotes for dialogue on stage direction. Uh, they were really clear about the play they had read. 
Yeah, and think, they were able to describe what happened on stage during the specific moments as well. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to go through your script. I know I'm, we're deviating a little bit from the assessor's report here, but it's a great idea to go through the script and um, for each of the production roles, costume, set, props, makeup, lighting, sound, I think go through and highlight key stage directions or key lines of dialogue where those were heavily interpreted. So that way you can go, okay, if I'm asked about lighting, I know exactly what part I'm gonna quote on this line where the light, the lighting changed dramatically so that you have a quote for each one. Uh, absolutely. And why not stop the podcast and do that now? Why not go and, and read that and you can come back to it yeah, uh, yeah. when you've, when you've done that. And, and the other question to ask yourself, if you if I don't mind, if we're off topic for a moment, we have this great uh, math teacher, Chris Capewell at our school, and he asks uh, and a head of science that they did this presentation together. They asked everyone to close their eyes and put up their hand. And they said, put up your hand if you want to do well in the exam. No one's going to see you. No one's going to care. Put your hand up if you care enough to do well in this exam, if you really want to do very well. And no one knew what the answer was because everyone, everyone closed their eyes. We don't know how many people put up their hand. And, you know, you need to reflect how well do you want to do on this exam? Because if you want to do incredibly well, that they are saying, the assessors are saying you have to have excellent understanding and masterful knowledge of. So that's an important detail. If you care about doing well, you'll have, you'll have to do the work. That was very inspiring. <laughs> and now, now I'm going to read what low scoring responses um, did just to bring everyone down again. So low scoring responses um, uh, lacked any direct reference to the script. There are probably a lot of students out there that don't read the script enough or can't or don't memorize it. Students are um, required to have a strong working knowledge of the written script for the, um, the playlist they saw, um, sorry, the playlist of performance they saw. Um, so yeah, that's, that's as we've been saying. Low scoring responses could have used more theatrical terminology as well for the production role chosen. Uh, it gives an example here of like, if you're discussing lighting, just like I said before, color, direction, intensity, source, focus, those are really important um, you know, ways of talking about a production role. Great, and then we jumped into uh, question 1B, where the, the question tested students' ability to explain decisions by one or more actor or actors to interpret the Unit 3 playlisted written script. So understanding the difference between the, play, the, the page and the... And the stage. Stage, the stage almost the stage. like they're different things. Yeah, this is essentially a skill that you have as an actor. You know, you read a line on the page and you think, okay, how am I going to interpret this line? I could say this angry, I could yell it or I could um, let it sting more and I could say it very slowly and measured um, with a slight inflection on the last word to make it really sting. See what I did there? No, um, I saw what you and, did. <laughs> and so there's different ways you can interpret. A, a line on a page is a line on a page. It doesn't mean anything until you imbue it with meaning. So um, you're saying here, how did an actor take a line of dialogue or a, a, you know, a monologue or whatever it might be and interpret it for the performance. You've got to be able to be, be really good at saying, here's the line of dialogue and here's what they did with it. And why they did it perhaps as well. Yeah, and why, what was the point? What was the reason? And a great example on this assessor's report, if you want to have a read of that as well. Uh, uh, section C, final question, question one, out of 10 possible marks, the average mark was 4.7. So, yeah. and because C there was this year will be on a um, will be on a play that you had to watch that was pre-recorded um, due to COVID. So if you're looking through the um, through the exam and you see like well, you know that's that's going to be on a play that you've seen live, that's not true for this year. That's going to be a bit different. 
Uh, this question tested students' ability to evaluate, evaluate, evaluate um, work by an actor in the Unit 4 playlisted performance, evaluate how two acting skills were used to convey meaning, and evaluate the interrelationship between acting direction and design. So interrelationship there is vital. You must have spoken about how the acting direction and design related to each other. You couldn't talk about them separately. They had to be overtly uh interrelated yeah all intrinsically linked so you should practice as a class talking at moments where all those things directing action and acting and design are all together and this is a great assessor's report because it literally gives you a whole list of evaluative words subtle fluent engaging well controlled well placed lyrical um etc etc um and then it, it gives you a whole bunch of um of acting terms acting skills like the tone, pitch, rhythm, and volume of voice, the speed, weight, and direction of movement, and many more. Um, I think it's an, a great, great exam report because it's actually telling you this is what you need to talk about to score highly, and this is the terminology you need to use. And remember, there will be a link to this report in the description of this episode if you want to read along and, and have a look there. Uh, and again, low scoring responses provided limited evaluation. They use little or no evaluative language uh, and they provided little justification for why an aspect of the performance was or was not effective. And some low scoring responses made reference to acting with no reference to directing or design. And there is a uh, epic example rare from Come From Away. Yeah, that's a great example from Come From Away. Also, the, the question asks you to um, how the characters conveyed an intended meaning. And it, it lists here that intended meaning could be the realisation of character traits, um, conveying aspects of the narrative, including like creation of tension and climax. Um, an intended meaning can mean so many different things. It could be the wider, you know, the intended meaning of the whole show, or it could be just the intended meaning of a moment, um, you know, for example, if you're looking at Hamilton, Aaron Burr's intended meaning that he will wait for things to come to him. He won't rush into things. Um, it's just one you know, small intended meaning you could pick for this question. Great. And there we have the VCE Theatre Studies exam 2019. Woo! Good luck to everyone taking the exam this year. I believe it's on the 25th. It is. It's on Wednesday, the 25th of November. So the best of luck. And I hope the exam treats you really well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, Brendan Carroll. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. That's all from us at The Aside. Remember, there are a load of links in the description of this episode today. So feel free to go through those and find something that you need to help you with your exam at the end of the year. If you'd like to ask the Aside Podcast a question, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and we are always happy to help. The Aside Podcast has recently hit 70,000 listens. It's a huge thanks to everyone who tunes in weekly, monthly or occasionally. Without you, the Aside Podcast would not be possible. Big thanks to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, to Eltham College for letting us record here, and of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>